1: Maggie and Perloff from Radio Row is sponsored by Southern Recipe Small Batch Pork Rinds. These low-carb rinds can get you through the daily grind. Look for them in the snack aisle at your local grocer. It's Maggie and Perloff from Radio Row in Phoenix. We are getting closer to the Super Bowl, Perloff, but that's not the story today. It's not? No, football takes a back burner today Mm. because if you're not convinced that LeBron is the greatest now, you're never going to be convinced. Like, if you didn't watch last night and gain more of an appreciation – for his longevity, for his career, for the uh, his ability to maximize his talent, the high level he's still playing at at 38. If you haven't gotten there by now, you're never going to get there and wait, you're, wait, wait. and you're missing out.
2: Well, let me just clarify something. Yeah. Say you're involved in a LeBron Jordan debate at, at the uh, local bar. Yeah. You're saying because of what happened last night that pushes LeBron over over the edge. Uh, that he hit a turnaround jumper in a loss to the Oklahoma City Thunder at the end of the third quarter. And I, I actually had to go back and look at who won the game. I I didn't know what happened after LeBron shot. That was the moment. Oh, you know what? That's, you're right. That's better than Brian Russell, uh, you know, Jordan pushing him off and hitting that jumper. A little turnaround jumper in a loss to the Thunder who's a losing no. team. There was that, as I predicted it would be, had anticlimactic written all over it.
1: Wow. that You're the only person who I've heard say that today, that that was anticlimactic. We knew he was going to break the record last night. Once he had 20 at halftime, you're like, all right, this is going to happen. They set up, you know, or yeah. a, a little thing happens with uh, him and his two sons on the sideline. Am I going to break it? All right, let's go do it. It's kind of like a fun thing. But you knew it was going to happen, and it turned it turned out to be a fadeaway jumper. But it's not just about last night but what last night drove home at least to me about LeBron was the recognition of the full career because LeBron isn't even known as a scorer Mm -hmm. like that's the crazy thing for him to hold this all-time points record in the NBA when for so long and early in his career we talked about how he deferred too much and that he passed up the ball in crucial moments and he was more of like a Magic Johnson than he was a Michael Jordan, right? And he was more of wanted to be a facilitator team game. And the fact that he now with with his ability to keep his body right, his dedication to the game and yeah. himself, he never short himself or the game.
2: That's code word for compiler. Well, no, just like still- Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. So Kareem was the all-time leading scorer. Nobody thinks he's the greatest player ever.
1: Well, there could be a case for Kareem to be the greatest player No, there player, could not. He's on the Mount Rushmore of players not to go You think sports Kareem, talk radio Nobody's uh,
2: going Kareem over Michael Jordan. No, Maybe two people who watch him play in New York City. No. <laughs> no one's going Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. No one's going Karl Malone as the second or third best player. Scoring is it's compiling a ton of numbers. And honestly... I love LeBron too this is not what makes him special there's so much more to it he's a winning player and the fact that he lost the game to me I know what the game means nothing. it's just not a signature moment of his career this little turnaround jumper over a guy I can't even name I I was just looking I can't find his name I have no idea who that Kendrick was
1: Kenrich Williams of course from the Oklahoma City Thunder yes. now listen you want to talk about how the Lakers are screwed this year definitely unless they make some kind of miracle trade I mean I thought it's wait point- they have the
2: greatest player ever and Anthony Davis they're screwed as if they're the victims of this no 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 no, no.
1: anthony davis is either not healthy or who knows what was going on with him last night i mean russell westbrook seemed like at one point in the game he was like actively sabotaging lebron getting the breaking the record last night this year this season they're screwed i'll give you this even one step further once lebron had to start playing gm or once he decided to start playing gm it didn't help his career at all now you could say him moving to miami that helped obviously got the titles going and everything and going back to Cleveland was good. But once he started really meddling with the Anthony Davis trade, although it did get a title with uh, obviously Westbrook, then things got a little hectic and, and hairy. But put that aside, like it's not compiling when you are the best player on your team or argue the best when you're 38. Like, think about it LeBron James is averaging 30 points a game this year
2: on a losing team.
1: Okay, but who else is going to score on that team? I doesn't,
2: at Thirty-eight. How many points was that? 30? 30. 30 points a game on a losing team means nothing to me.
1: Okay, I, I've, I'm agreeing with you that he's not a great GM. Russell Westbrook was a terrible Well, if he decision. had a good team,
2: he wouldn't be scoring 30 points a game. He doesn't want to score 30 points a game, which is a funny thing.
1: Yeah, I don't think he wants to be scoring 30 points either, but that's another cool thing about LeBron in his career. He has always done the thing that his team needed him to do. You know? uh,
2: yeah, and one, he's done the thing that his team yeah, needed to do and won one. Four but he's titles. not, he's not winning now. Honestly, oh, the, you could do a LeBron Jordan debate on many levels, yeah. but because of this record, I don't think that should factor in. Because if you look at Jordan, the height of his brilliance was all about championships. That's how he defined himself. Okay, but
1: how about so we do this a lot with like Tom Brady, Joe Montana. Yeah. If you have, of course, Jordan with six never lost in a finals. But how about LeBron goes to eight straight, nine in ten years, nothing.
2: I mean, do, does but anyone you, say do you Jim con- Kelly's better than Tom Brady no, no, because he went to f- four Super Bowls? No, Who but do you, do
1: you consider Tom Brady better than Joe Montana? Yes. Okay, well, Tom, everybody does. Tom Brady went to 10 and won seven. Joe Montana went to four, won them all.
2: Yeah, no, I never bought that four for Exa- four thing.
1: Exactly. So Jordan was six for six. But LeBron is four for ten.
2: No, I understand. The ten means nothing. He got out of a ridiculously weak, wet Eastern Conference a lot of those times. It means, honestly, does Jim Kelly go on the all-time greats because he made four Super Bowls? No, but a he lot? never
1: won. So that's why Jim Kelly doesn't get into the conversation. No, the trips,
2: the trips to the finals. Getting to
1: the finals, like, that, as opposed to I mean, Michael's career, had times where he went and lost in the first the round.
2: Year, the year, okay, let's take the first but still, year. But LeBron We've has done never this. done. We've done this before. Yeah. 2007, the first year he made the finals. Yeah. They would have been probably the eighth best team in the West, and actually their number they they would have had no chance of getting out the West. The East was terrible. I think the following year, Dwight Howard led the Magic out of the East. It was a terrible. We don't remember,
1: but but Dwight Howard gets lost in history for some reason. His career does not get get in the
2: finals doesn't mean anything. Chris Paul made the finals. Has that made elevated his career in a way that was significant? No, you have to win rings. This is a Michael Jordan versus LeBron conversation, not a. Get close conversation.
1: Well, getting to the finals, I'll disagree with you about how easy that is. It but, was easy. But back you're, so, then. you're somebody who wants to put an asterisk on everything. I don't think it was easy when you had, like, you know, the Boston Celtics with Paul Pierce and with Kevin Garnett. I don't, I don't oh think it's God. as easy that, as that. That was
2: the downest time in, in recent NBA history. It was not hard. I mean, okay, well, I don't then, know, then you want to know LeBron what? You want to know what, then? Yeah. Then
1: it doesn't mean as much that your Philadelphia Eagles are in the Super Bowl because you guys had the second easiest schedule in the NFL this year. You're frauds.
2: Okay, and if they don't beat the chiefs i will totally agree
1: with you <laughs> i will totally
2: 100 agree with you yeah. and joe burrow did not win last year he made it the super bowl nobody's talking about him as challenging brady yet he's got to win one sure. I, anyway we're doing we're doing the thing we promised we wouldn't do
1: <laughs> well because I, you're really the only person who i know who's looking at what lebron did last night and not just because he yeah. broke the record last night which i thought was a very good moment i thought it was a. Uh, you know, it
2: was cute. It was, I like it was a that. great yeah. moment to watch, yeah. and
1: it's funny because you just remember. Like I remember where I was the first time I watched LeBron James on TV when he was still in high school, and I was in a dorm room. Right. And now I'm 39, and I'm watching him out there break this record. He's just been with us like my whole adult life. Yeah. He's been a part of it. So a little bit is like, how does it touch you personally? But it's just interesting to me that you're the only person who today no. doesn't want to look at LeBron's career and say and I, just marvel at it.
2: I think there's another person. Oh. Did you watch Kareem abdul jabbar interview afterwards? <laughs> he all but said, you know.
1: He was trying I, I, to be gracious. He was
2: trying his yeah. hardest to be gracious, but he's like, you know, LeBron started at 17, meaning if I had had all that, if I didn't right. have to go to college, I would have <laughs> had it too. Uh, Kareem, you're right. He tried so hard to be gracious. Yeah, when there he was,
1: smiles, it's like he's looking into the sun.
2: And besides, yeah. it, it was a very important sports moment, but there was one thing that sort of really watered it down for me. What was that? the little Drake video where he pretends I
1: loved it I thought it was so funny <laughs> it was funny but
2: <laughs> this moment was supposed to have gravity Maggie and he does an SNL skit <laughs> he did do an SNL skit <laughs> yeah and like, oh and I'm at the club with these ladies no, and everyone's yeah. celebrating LeBron's family <laughs> and he's like Drake I'm, I'm at the club come join me later I don't
1: know what was it. it was like an Old Spice commercial or something yeah You're so right it was it, it didn't match the moment no I did think it was funny that, in
2: fact that re- made me realize ah this moment isn't isn't all that
1: big <laughs> maybe LeBron LeBron or whoever just didn't want to take themselves too seriously. I don't know. Yeah, I thought there was a great moment, too, that LeBron gets choked up. Now, obviously, the emotion of the moment, I think, clearly had an impact on the game, which... They wow, actually start all, to, ne- they need to start winning some of these games, actually. Well, which, it just, it's
2: highlighted how ridiculously meaningless regular season games are right now.
1: Well, they're not that meaningless if they're going to be trying to make, you know, the playoffs or the play in. Like, some of these are going to really start to matter. This is,
2: that is sad that we're talking about the Lakers trying to make the play in. I mean, that, I, I can't separate that completely. I, I know I joked on Twitter that I don't know why everyone's focused on the record. You know, a midseason Oklahoma City Thunder Lakers game is the W is the most important thing, and I was totally being sarcastic. <laughs> yeah. Some people were like, "Yeah, he's he's got to win this game." It doesn't matter, and you know, the Lakers will make a run and get the play in, but there's Maybe. just, and I think that speaks to why another reason this record scoring seems to gone berserk lately. Mm-hmm. I I just no one's playing defense, especially not the Lakers. Numbers don't have that sanctity to me anymore. And this number, as I said last week, this number really it's a huge deal. It's a massive deal. Yeah. It's just different than when Sosa and Maguire were chasing the home run record, or there's just other records to me that have a little more specialness to them. This is incredible. But I didn't remember Kareem doing a skyhook over Mark Eaton. That's not a signature play in NBA history. No,
1: but the funny thing about that is you think back about those baseball records. They're totally tainted now.
2: I know now. Now.
1: Okay, now. So, But we're living now. So, like, I I think back to Maguire and Sosa, and the first thing that comes to my mind is, man, how we were all fooled. What a sham that whole thing was. Whereas, I mean, I have okay. no idea what, who's taken what, but I don't think this is going to end up being tainted okay. by some kind of performance-enhancing drug.
2: But do you think it'll be similar to how we all know the clip of Hank Aaron hitting the home run, Tom House catches it in the bullpen, uh, two guys run out of nowhere, Craig Sager interviews him? Every detail of that is—I know there's more history— this turnaround jumper over some random Kansas, uh, Oklahoma City <laughs> Thunder dude, who I can't even remember his name and you just told me 30 seconds ago. <laughs> yeah. This Kendrick is
1: Williams, get it, it right.
2: It's not going to be that kind of historical thing. I know there was more involved with Hank Aaron, but yeah. to me it will not be a signature moment. I think LeBron has other big signature moments. The block. The block on Iguodala, yes, and there's some big shots. I, I don't know. I, I think it was great, and he, LeBron came off great. He was wonderful. The family stuff was wonderful.
1: Yeah, but
2: it just—I'm looking at sports history. To me, it doesn't rise to a top 10 moment or anything like that.
1: Man, totally disagree. But 855 2124 CBS, 855 2124 227. I want to say a big welcome to everyone who's listening across the country on our amazing CBS Sports Radio affiliates. And of course, the Weedos, the Grainers, the Purple Drankers who are in the chat today and having a great time. Go to youtube.com slash CBS Sports Radio. This is a very inviting group of people. Yeah,
2: and you're welcome to join the chat completely sober. We just want to make that. <laughs> yes,
1: you don't have to be on something to yes. listen to in our fact, show. and if you're listening
2: on CBS Sports Radio, hopefully, and in, in the car. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully you're not on something. None of those things. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah. Hopefully, none of those things. You can get involved in the chat, as I said. A very welcoming bunch. Those great. Yeah, listen
2: <are>. responsibly.
1: <laughs> it's a good way to put it. Although I get why people might want to get enhanced during yeah. the show as well. Uh, we've got a great one for you today. Not only are we here at Radio Row in the Phoenix Convention Center, so we got plenty of amazing guests for you today, including. I mean, you want to talk about goat debates? Yeah. Joe Montana's going to join us later in the I show. I think
2: he might have something interesting to say about this.
1: I mean, he's basically was like the Kareem role from last night. Yeah. We've never had like a formal passing of the torch between him and Brady, but obviously that's sort of, he's more the emeritus now. But you think about the shorthand of just all-time great athletes. It doesn't matter if you were born in the year 2000 or you were born in the 60s or 50s. Joe Montana has got to be up there. But
2: he's not really in the conversation because he just has a bunch of Super Bowl rings. It's really Tom Brady. <laughs> Brady versus Drew Brees yes, yes. because they had the all-time passing <laughs> yards because that's all that matters.
1: Yeah, you know how I roll. Uh, I'm
2: being such a jerk. I'm sorry. I, no, I, I understand.
1: You're against the graining right now. It's in your nature.
2: Well, yeah, but you're also a LeBron over MJ person.
1: I am because – I, I, We
2: know the arguments, yes. yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I am because of all the things that I would say. Yeah. Yes, uh, but I am a LeBron over MJ person. And maybe you can blame it a little bit on my age. Absolutely. And maybe you can blame it a little on the appreciation – Never took a break. Eight straight finals, nine in ten years has played. uh, Has played eighty-seven more playoff games than MJ. I mean, I can
2: blame. I saw the Sixers were in the playoffs against MJ, and it was like, it was like a kid going up against a person with a (laughs) machine gun. I mean, he was a killer. He really was. But whatever. This is not about that debate. And don't suck me into it, Maggie.
1: (laughs) Too late. Uh, Maggie and Perloff, okay, coming up next though We're excited, Cooper Cup is going to join us Obviously not the season that the Rams wanted But Cup is, you know, should be an MVP candidate If he comes back healthy next year If Stafford is healthy next year So we'll talk to him about that And then later on in this hour, Joe Montana Which, I don't care what you do, who you are Anytime you can talk to someone like Joe Montana That is a privilege and a pleasure So we're going to do that later on So glad to have you On Maggie and Perloff, so much to do today. We'll get back to you in just a moment. Don't move.
0: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
1: Welcome back to Maggie and Furloff, and we are so pleased to be joined by the Offensive Player of the Year last season, the MVP of Super Bowl 56, Cooper Cup from your Los Angeles Rams. Cooper, thanks so much for being on with us today.
3: Of course. Thank you for having me.
1: Oh, thank you. Uh, you're joining us on behalf of Sleep Number. We'll get to that in just a moment. But first off, you're in L.A. We know last year the Super Bowl was won in your home stadium. LeBron James was there to watch you guys. He broke Kareem's all-time scoring record last night. Have you met LeBron? Do you have a good LeBron story?
3: Uh, no, I, I met LeBron once just at a game he went to last year. Uh, but, you know, obviously incredible watching him do what he did uh, last night. I was really, I was really hoping I saw him practicing the sky hook pregame. Uh, I was really hoping he was going to break the record on a uh, on a sky hook, but um, you know the, the little fadeaway was nice too.
2: Yeah, what if he? Yeah, he said he didn't want to have a foul shot to do it. That would have been the worst, right? If he was at the no, free yeah, throw I line.
3: Know. No, I know that that, that would have been the worst. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool the pretty cool he got done. I was actually looking. I was like, I wonder, I wonder. You know, they play the Bucks on Thursday. And I wonder if it'd be worth going down to what. Get a ticket for the Thursday game. Um, but sure enough, he uh, he wasn't going to wait for for Thursday.
1: Listen, exceeding our expectations yet again. I love that you know you wanted him to do it with the sky hook. Sometimes as fans, we like want you guys as athletes to have these like perfect moments. When people put those expectations on you, like, hey Cooper, can you score two touchdowns because it's my birthday or something? Sure. Do you like? How do you internalize it when it's about you?
3: Yeah, well, you just I mean. Especially football, there's so much out out of your control. Um, you know, <laughs> you just go out there and try to do your job. Um, you know, it's it's not like uh, you know. I think of you know some stuff like you know, like Derek Jeter. You know, his last game. You know, that's like an incredible story. You look at like Kobe Bryant, his last game. You know, there, there's stuff that players have done through through time that's uh, like you said, storybook. Um, it's uh, you know, but it's uh, you just let that stuff happen. You, know, you let you let it come to you, and uh, you know I, I've never gone into a game feeling like, oh, I have to do this because of some other outside situation. You know, it's, it's, you're so focused on the game plan, being able to execute your job, playing and play out, just about you know, taking those things one play at a time.
2: Cooper, were you aware at all of where you stood for the single season receiving record? And is that you? I mean, I probably a lot of other people were talking about it. It's something that you almost could have set last year and in the future you could set as well is that something that even enters your mind
3: uh, you're, I mean I think you're you're aware of where that stuff is um, you know going into a game or like you know you know week by week you're I'm not I had no idea you know during the game where I was with that um, you find out afterwards you uh-huh. know where, where it ends up being but you know we had also we had also just lost you know that game going into the playoffs, so you're kind of that was the most mixed bag feeling game ever. You know, you, you lose the game, you win the conference or you win the, you know, you you win your division, but you lost the game. And you're going into playoffs. It was kind of just like, hey, let's just you kind of want just the day to end and get ready to go, you know, get the playoff games going.
1: Well, you did set the record for all-time yards from scrimmage for a wide receiver last year, which was pretty cool. And yeah, LeBron was very aware of when he broke the record because they stopped the game and brought everybody on the court for ten minutes. A Cooper Cup is joining us on behalf of Sleep Number. We'll get to that in a moment. Uh, your recovery from your ankle surgery—how is it going?
3: So well, yeah. No, I'm 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 in a good place. You know, excited to be able to get going in this offseason, uh, get back out and play play playing the the game I love again. You it was
1: first I'm sorry Prooff it was first diagnosed as like a high ankle sprain, which obviously is one of the storylines of the Super Bowl with Patrick Mahomes's high ankle sprain you know can you give us any insight into what Mahomes might be dealing with as he's trying to play through this?
3: yeah I mean I don't know what it is you know there's a high ankle sprains like a very arbitrary you know a very arbitrary thing You're, there's you know a high ankle sprain it can be any one of four different you know Different ligaments or tens, whatever you want, you know, four different ligaments that you're talking about. And it could be, as you know, damaged to one of them. It could be damaged to all of them. And you don't know how severe it is. So I don't know what he's going through. It looked like he's battling through some pretty good stuff. Um, I mean, kudos to him for what he did in the um, AFC championship game. Um, you know, very tough competitor. Um, hopefully, you know, be in a better place after two weeks of letting that thing heal a little bit. And, um, you know, we'll see how he is on Sunday. What
2: is the football mindset? You have one game Super Bowl left. There's a lot of actually receivers who are dealing with injuries. You know, Mahomes and Hurts are both dealing with injuries. Is there uh, sort of everything on the line? I'm just going to fight through it and leave it all out there on the field mentality for, you know, obviously the Super Bowl.
3: Yeah, I think that's and there's so many guys. It happens to guys every year where someone gets hurt, you get hurt and you've got, you know, you've got two weeks to try to get back to try to play in this game that's you know, you don't know how many of these opportunities, if you ever get this opportunity again to play in a Super Bowl. You know, we've, we had guys, you know, last year that were dealing with injuries and, you know, in two weeks they're doing things to try to get back that, you know, it's just like it's a four-month injury and you're taking two weeks and trying to do everything you can to get back. I mean, you have so much respect for these guys and the pain that guys are willing to put themselves through to try to get themselves in a position to go out and be um, an asset for the team. And um, it's uh, – it's tough. It's really tough, um, you know, but you really can't speak on the importance of the uh, stepping on the field and the, the adrenaline that you get the first time in the huddle. Uh, it seems like if you can just get yourself to the game and get on the field, uh, your body just kind of snaps into place.
1: Yeah, that's the difference between the professional Mm. athletes and the people like us. I don't know if the adrenaline would take over as much to let us play. Uh, Cooper Cup is joining us on behalf of Sleep Number. We'll get to that in a moment. And I hate to keep asking about injuries. That was kind of a theme, though, of the Rams season, unfortunately, this year. And Matthew Stafford with a spine injury, two concussions. I mean, you talk about guys and how they have to just work to get back on the field, you know, as far as, like, you know, his future, are you concerned for him as a teammate? Because on the outside, those look like pretty serious injuries.
3: Yeah, well, uh, you know, it's really, you know, that's that's about him and his family and, and being able to make that decision. And, you know, I trust in, in him and his, uh, you know, as they work through that, that they're going to make a decision that's best for for them. And he obviously, you know, absolutely, you know, he's making his decision for his, like you know, what's best for him and his family. and. That's so much more important than any of the football stuff. So I know that, you know, he's going to put that stuff first as well. So if he's out there, it's because he feels good about where he's at with that stuff. Um, And, you know, I trust him in that. uh, Obviously want the best for him. Um, excited, you know, to have him back and and ready to go for this next year and, um, you know, go pursue another championship.
2: You know, after the season, Coach Sean McVay – Talked about, hey, maybe I'm going to step away. It seemed tired. What was, and I think it might have been the Super Bowl when late into the offseason. Was it really hard to recover from, you know, how long the Super Bowl took? It seemed like Coach McVay and maybe the team, uh, that took a lot out of them heading into last season. Did you feel any of that?
3: Yeah. It, I mean, it is, it is long. I mean, it was, it was literally the longest season ever in the NFL, mm-hmm. right? Like it's the first time you got 17 weeks it's, it's, it was literally the longest season ever. And you play all the way through that thing. It is, it, it is crazy how quickly the turnaround is to OTAs and, you know, things are going back again. Um, you're trying to recover your body, but also prepare for the next year. It is tough. There, there's definitely some challenges there, but um, you know, I think the, the amount, I don't know that there's anything, I guess I can only speak on myself. I don't know if there's anything I would have done different how I in terms of how I treated that time. Um, you know, everyone it seemed like, you know, you kind of snap out of the Super Bowl stuff and you got and you're like, okay, we, we're going. It's it's time for this next season. There's so much work that went into, you know, preparing for the twenty twenty-three season, um, twenty twenty-two season. Sorry. There's so much work that went into preparing for the twenty twenty-two season. And, you know, you, you obviously the results don't show that, but it wasn't for a lack of effort and, um, and respect for what, you know, this game is about and the work that it takes, um, which just unfortunately wasn't, you know, it the results didn't, didn't you know, match the, the effort. And so, um, you know, now you, now you move into 2023 and, and, you know, you refine, refine some of the things that you did, the processes that you had in the last off season and, uh, put yourself in a position to go and pursue, pursue this next one.
1: Cooper, we'll ask you about sleep number in just a moment. I know we only have you for a few more minutes, but if you could go back a few years when the NFL players had to vote on whether you wanted to add an extra game and add that extra game to the season, if you could go back then, would you still vote to have the 17 weeks, or is it just too long?
3: Um, it, I mean, it's, it is long. Um, you know, when that was uh, when that was brought up in the CBA, uh, I do believe that the the NFL kind of led the led players to believe that this wasn't something that was going to be done soon. It was just, you know, you have a 10 year, a 10 year agreement. It was something that was, you know, in play, you know, in the future. It happened much quicker than I think a lot of the players anticipated it happening. Um, but I do think this is eventually like we were going to get here. We we're going to get to this place at some point. Um, and um, you know, it, it happened, you know, you can look back on it and try to, you know, second guess all the stuff that went on in that year um, and all the, all the decisions, but, you know, here we are, we're in this place, um, you know, guys are playing football. Uh, I think our product, the product that you see on the field um, is maybe, you know, even with all the stuff that's going on, all, you know, all, all, you know, stuff with, you know, with referees, with all this different stuff that people are saying is is affecting the game. At the end of the day, it seems like, you know, we're putting together a, a great product on the field. It's good football, really good games. Um, and I think the, the talent across this league is, um, is, you know, some of the best it's ever been. So, um, you know, I'm glad to be a part of it. I'm glad to be able to be against these guys.
1: Okay. So sleep number, the official sleep wellness partner of the NFL, you're partnering with them. Okay. How many hours of sleep are you getting?
3: Yeah. Well, you know, it's not just about, I think that's, you know, that's really, I think why I'm here. It's, it's not about just the amount of time that you get. It's, uh, it's the quality. Um, I'm, I'm very intentional with how I, work out the way I spend my day. Um, you know, you you break yourself down during the day. I think a lot of people think you go to the gym to get strong. You go to the gym to break your body down. Mm -hmm. Um, and then being intentional with, you know, the recovery, how you're fueling yourself and how you're sleeping. Um, you know, we're intentional about how we work out. We're intentional how we eat, but then we think we can just get eight hours of sleep and say it's good. And that's not really how it works. You know, it's being intentional saying, Hey, how good can I get? How, what's the quality of sleep that I can get, um, to be able to, you know, prying myself to be able to go back out there and do it again uh, the next day. And, you know, 80% of NFL players uh, use sleep number beds. And I think that kind of speaks to just kind of the importance of, uh, you know, this industry, which is so performance-based and guys understanding. It's not it's not just about getting to sleep on time. It's about making sure that when I wake up, it's I'm, I'm ready to go again. And, um, you know, I think that's something that sleep numbers help a lot of people with.
2: Cooper, can you give me permission as an athlete to nap more often? I, I feel like football <laughs> players I, nap.
3: I, I, I am pro-nap. I do stare on the ground. I'm a I'm a pro nap person. I think you getting you don't need to be taking an hour long nap in the middle of day though. You know, give yourself a 10, you know, 15, 20 minute nap and and get ready to go. But how do you do that? Because once I do i like, I'm gonna do a 15 minute nap and
2: then two hours later I wake up and I don't even know where <laughs> I am. This is a
3: secret. This is, you can't get too comfortable. Definitely never nap like with blankets on. And you know what 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 you can do, an old trick is you hold a pin, hold uh-huh. a pin, and when you when your when the pin drops out of your hand, you know it's time to wake up, right? So you hold the pin and fall asleep. And you drop the pin; it's wake up time.
1: That is some it, practical advice.
2: <laughs> and if I do that, will I be able? Will I have your athleticism? Because right now, it's not working. I, I
3: can't promise you. I can't promise <laughs> you that. Okay.
1: Results yeah. may vary, I think is how they put it. Uh, Cooper Cup is the MVP of Super Bowl 56 and the offensive player of the year last year. On behalf of Sleep Number, Cooper, thanks so much for the time. We'll talk to you soon. Of
3: course. Thank you guys for having me. It's Wait, time to them. Ask
1: the Pros where you, the listener, gets to ask us a question. It's brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. I don't like calling you guys listeners. You're part of our family. Simply check out the link, cbssportsradio.com the askthepros or tweet your question at CBS Sports Radio using the hashtag AskThePros. Be listening later in the show when we might answer your question. We are live on Radio Row at the Phoenix Convention Center, and it is just our pleasure to welcome in a Hall of Famer, a four-time Super Bowl champion, the four-time Super Bowl MVP, the two-time league MVP. If we listed the resume, Joe, we wouldn't have any time (laughs) left to ask you questions. Joe Montana on the set with us today on behalf of Advanced Auto Parts. Got a cool uh, contest going on. We'll get to that in just a moment. You were literally in mid-sentence <laughs> of a story you're going to tell, so let's just bring it right on the air. Sports Illustrated, yeah. many years ago, you yeah. posed in the swimsuit issue with your wife, right? Yes, yes. And you were telling us, how did you prepare for that shoot?
4: Well, <laughs> <laughs> I tried to hide the letter. I, Jennifer looks like that today, as I was telling you, still yeah. the same. Your wife, yeah. And she she was always in been great shape. She's just I had just kind of been relaxed and I uh she found me she goes oh, oh, let's do this and I would looked in the mirror and I go I called a friend of mine that <laughs> I did some work with Peter I think he was I think he was Mr. Universe.
1: <laughs> wow you really brought up the big I, yeah, And I said
4: Peter I need help badly <laughs> and I told him what was going on he goes okay you only got I think I had six or seven weeks before the shoot and I had to lose a bunch of weight <laughs> no. and he goes I'm just going to tell you right now I'm going to give you the workout I'm going to give you what you can eat how you can eat when to eat it how to eat and everything but you can't because there's such short time you cannot deviate off
2: of it
1: wait a minute Joe do you really like did you let yourself go in the off season you know
2: it, this was um, 99 I'm seeing sound yeah, right
4: okay. yeah so I was already out yeah um, you're out yeah okay and <laughs> i had just gotten to the point where i was just god i'm so tired of working out all the time yeah and it just slowly put on a little bit of weight here and there
2: <laughs> and uh you know well I, I you, I had let's to lose clarify, like 19 though, pounds this is a issue. swimsuit issue though it's yeah, not it's not it, i mean if so. you were norm- you had no problem walking around day to day you knew you were going to be photographed <laughs> yeah next to jennifer yeah <laughs>
4: <laughs> what do you remember <laughs> what was the reaction to the shoot oh i think it was fun yeah uh, yeah i mean we, it, we had fun when we were there um, I'm trying to think for, remember who else was in the in the shoot. There was, um, uh, the uh, I can't remember. I who do remember, was there. I remember. I remember. Annika Sor- Sorensen was there, yeah. I think, and uh, oh, I can't
2: remember. I remember Dan Patrick show. You told us once about how you were doing push-ups right before the shoot. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a party bump. You had had party to hurry bumps. up. <laughs> I mean,
4: oh no, you know what? They actually ask you if you want. They give you weights. I'm like, oh. Weights? What do I want weights for? Well, you don't You want to like get pumped up? Like, oh, can I do that? He said, yeah, do whatever. Oh, yeah. Whatever well, well, we all know the party part. <laughs> uh, I yeah. do it before
2: every show. Uh, Can't you tell, Joe? Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. So
1: swole. Uh, Hall of Famer Joe Montana is here. He's joining us on behalf of Advanced Auto Parts. Can we talk a little about what's going on in San Francisco? Because it's going to be another year and another quarterback I don't know, question marks after Brock Purdy got injured in the NFC Championship game against Perloff's Philadelphia Eagles. If he's healthy, I know it's a big if, if he's healthy, Joe, should he be the starter day one or should there be a competition between him, Trey Lance, and who else, whoever knows?
4: You know, just the way he plays and the way he seems to fit into the system, I, that he would be the guy I would, I would start. Um, while Trey played... You know, I think he played okay during those time. I just don't know if he, if he was 100% ready. To th- you, have a, you have a you have a, Super Bowl-caliber team, and, and if all those guys don't get hurt in that game so fast, I think it's a different game, and they might be sitting here just because they, mm-hmm. they're, they're on par with Philly. They're not as big and as strong, I think, as physical as Philly is, but they definitely could, could have been here easily. Um, you can't lose your quarterback and your wide receivers, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and um, and your and your ne- and your backup quarterback again. I know he goes out, and then what, then what do you do? You put in the guy can't throw, and then they there's nothing they can do. But I just think that I don't know what's going on with Jimmy. But you know, if I if I I don't I don't hang out down there, so I don't. This is just my thought process, not something I heard from down the Forty ers but. If, he, if Trey's not – they don't believe he's ready, you can't turn over that team to him when you have a guy who's won a bunch of games for you and got you to Super Bowl. You can't – you just can't um, – I mean, I, I had the same feeling when Jimmy came here that after five games, he played only five games before, right? And, you know, how do you, how do you pay that much money for somebody that you don't know whether can play or not? here's a little bit different situation you got two guys on rookie contracts still um so you have the ability to keep jimmy if you can work something out and until you figure out whether purdy's healthy or not but if if he's healthy yeah i mean do what you got to do but that injury they have is not it's not a you know a simple one when you it's bad it's yeah
2: when you look back on what the niners did to get Trey lance do you think if they had a mulligan they might rethink their quarterback strategy
4: well, Trent, Trey's a talented quarterback, I, but I'm not. I'm not sure he may fit in Philly system um, as much as he fits in, in San Francisco's because San Francisco's not a run option type team, and that's Trey came from that background. And can he throw the ball in the pocket? Yeah. Is he used to understanding that type of offense? I don't know. I don't. I haven't. I've only met him once. Um, and and actually, it was the last Super Bowl. <laughs> we were here, yeah. so um, uh, it, it's it's just hard uh, to turn the team over to when you have a guy that's you know can go out there and play for you. I don't know what kind of animosity is between him and them, and them and him about <laughs> what's worse uh-huh. side of it um, with all the things that have gone on. But uh, I just know that if you could get a great start on the season if Purdy's not ready until he's healthy and you know he can play because it's gonna take some time to get that done. It took me, I I just, I tore a bone off, I tore a muscle off the bone and it's a long process just getting that throwing. uh, When was that? 90, it was, we lost in the championship game in, what was it, 92? Yeah. And, um,
1: is this when you got hurt in I the championship game? In the championship, in game, the championship yeah, After you had won two Super so, Bowls, and then so you got I broke hurt. my yeah. hand. Yeah.
4: So I came back from the broken hand, but I I was in a cast, so I couldn't throw. Mm. And one of the years I'd gotten like sixteen yeah. weeks in a row cortisone shot in my tendon. Oh wow. Here for oh. tendonitis, so I so I could play every oh. week, and um, that eventually tore. You know, war on there, and I and I was just playing catch one day in training camp. I'd come back from the broken hand with the guy I played with at Notre Dame, Dave Wehmer, just before practice started. And all of a sudden, I felt this tweak, Oof. and every time I threw, it was a pain. So I went and got checked, and they tore the off the bone. So they re they sewed it back together, drilled some holes, stapled it on the backside, and the rehab from it is. It's, it's not easy um <laughs> for that, but yeah. and the what he's getting is even worse because they're dealing with a ligament in that throwing hand and and so what what eventually happened to me is they well, every time I'd throw one of the staples would zing my nerve oh. so so they had to go oh. take the staple out and they dinged that nerve again, and I lost all feeling I had no grip strength in these three fingers, so it took me a while to all the rehab just coming back from that and I don't know how they deal with the nerves and all that down there and uh, hopefully he comes back fast and safe and um, but I would want some protection in in that first part of the season until you absolutely know but like I said what goes on personally. Between the 49ers and him, Jimmy, I don't know if there's anything there that way.
1: It was kind of bizarre. We thought that they kind of seemed to shut the door on it at Mm. the end of the season. It's like, you have no idea what's going to happen. Anyway, Joe Montana is our guest here on Radio Row. He's here on behalf of Advanced Auto Parts. Got a really cool contest and promotion that's going on. We'll tell you Mm. about it in just one minute. Uh, We were just chatting before you came on here about watching uh, LeBron James break Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's record last night and even if you weren't watching it you're aware that it happened and it was like a pass the torch moment and you've been a part of some of those pass the torch moments what do you think Kareem was thinking at the time you know passing the torch now to LeBron
4: I, I think it for I've known Kareem for a number of years but knowing him it's like anything else he knows he how great he was during his era and that it, the game moves on without us no matter what happens and it continues to get better and seeing someone like lebron do that he knows what it takes to do that sure. right obviously so he understands how important it is to lebron well, maybe not to lebron right now because he's still playing but when it's over you know you you have a sense of an accomplishment and i'm sure that <clears throat> i'm sure kareem had that feeling and uh, felt good for lebron
1: is that how you feel about Brady? Because so many not. people, no, I know. T- <laughs> you know, it's funny. You, you're aware, obviously, the Wright Thompson profile of you that came out today. He's one of the great sports writers <laughs> yeah. that we have, and it implied, insinuated that sort of Brady lives a little bit in your head, Joe. Uh,
4: no, it's just one of those things where um, the game's so different, you know, and that, and you go, mm, what, how how many. I always joke with Mr. DeBarlo too about this. I say, well, if I'd have stayed in San Francisco, how many more would we have won? <laughs> I said, because we, we we handed a team that just won should have won three Super Bowls in a row to my backup, mm. right, without any competition, and in one of the best seasons I had. And so those are the those are things I, I look at and I think. But it's not about Tom. I mean, watching and enjoying Tom play and have the success he's had my hat's off to him because it, it take, I know what it takes to do <laughs> that. And, and he's done more than that. So, In uh, the piece can,
1: it says you were rooting for the Seahawks and the Falcons <laughs> when Tom was playing against them. Is that true? I,
4: I always root for the Seahawks and Falcons. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's just what you do. <laughs> yeah. No, I, we
4: talked about the games going, okay, how do you lose a game when you're on the one-yard line and you got Marshawn yeah. Lynch? Oh, I
1: know.
3: Right.
4: Second of all, how does it why is a quarterback, why do you you, you gotta protect it, that. You can't throw that ball, you gotta throw it in the dirt. And uh, let the, your guy go down and get it. So there's no chance of that. And then why do you call a seven step drop in Atlanta when you're in field goal range? To okay, win this still the great <laughs> mysteries, Joe, that we're never yeah, gonna right. we're yeah. gonna know. Nothing, You know, we everybody we all make those Joe, decisions, can you just make a decision I
2: yeah. No. Go ahead. Can you just rip Tom Brady really bad and give us a headline here? <laughs> <laughs> just no. say something really
4: mean. Uh, no, no, no. Tom's Tom's great. I mean, he's you watch him play, and but I think the, his decisions a good time. I mean, you watch you watch the games there towards the end of the year. It's just – his mind's other places, and he's got. It's not like he didn't have a job. <laughs> he gets, well, he's got a pretty well paying job after this, doesn't he? Apparently he does. <laughs> oh, we got to ask
1: you about what you're doing with Advanced Auto Parts yep. because it's a very cool promotion uh, about a quarterback. If they throw over 25 yards, 25 lucky fans will score a year of free gasoline at shell stations nationwide, plus a $500 shopping spree at Advanced Auto Parts. You can just go to advancedautoparts.com. That's where you can register. And this is called the most valuable. Play, yeah. of course, yeah, send up fun. to you, Joe Montana. Yeah, no,
4: it's pretty fun to be a part of that. And, I, you know, it also doesn't have to be a quarterback. Ooh, right. So you know how uh-huh, we got play. wide receivers and yeah. running backs. Philly from special. Place? See? <laughs> there yeah. we go. Yeah. Again,
1: you have to go to advanceautoparts.com. That's where you can register. If anybody, I'm not a quarterback, if anybody completes a touchdown pass of at least 25 yards, 25 lucky fans will score a year of free gasoline at Shell Stations Nationwide, plus a $500 shopping street yep. at Advanced Auto Parts.
4: Can't beat that. Especially a California gas price. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding.
1: The Hall of Famer, Joe Montana. Always yes. our pleasure to talk Thank with you. you. Thank you Thank so you much. You bet.
4: Thank you for having us.
1: More Maggie and Perloff from Radio Row coming up next. The head coach of the Washington Commanders, Ron Rivera, is going to join us on the set. We're back in just a moment.
0: We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? Only at T-Mobile. Get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month. with Eligible trade-in when you switch.